This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Coming up on Stu Does America, should you wear blackface? No, but what should happen to you if you do? And Elijah Schaefer joins us on an international trip from his new residence in the Autonomous Zone. He's been to Chaz, and he will share his firsthand experience with all of us. Let me ask you a quick favor. If you're watching on YouTube right now, just click the thumbs up button. Do it now. Predict how much you will like this episode by liking it in advance. And wherever you are, subscribe, comment, rate, and review, or do as many of those things as you can while occasionally paying attention to your family. By the way, I just want to welcome those of you who are viewing the show in Chaz or Chop or whatever it's currently called. As they always say, in the autonomous zone, help. Someone just got murdered and the body is on fire. Stu does America. Let's start with a little safety tip. Don't use blackface. Using blackface is never a good idea and will most certainly get you fired unless, of course, you run Canada or Virginia or you're hosting The View or if you're playing Barack Obama on Saturday Night Live or if you're playing Chris Rock on Saturday Night Live or if you're on the cover of Vogue or if you're portraying Carl Malone. By the way, congratulations to Jimmy Kimmel, who was just named the host of the Emmys. Some actors get in trouble for blackface, some get promoted. I I guess that's the way it works. Howard Stern is being hammered for an early 90s show when he used blackface. Sarah Silverman has lost jobs because she wore blackface. And now Netflix is pulling a sketch from the sketch comedy show with Bob and David. You might recognize Bob and David as, oh, the guy from Better Call Saul? And, oh, the guy from Arrested Development? Before all of that, of course, they hosted a sketch comedy show on HBO called Mr. Show with Bob and David, which is the single best sketch comedy show of all time. Of course, it was buried on the overnights on a pay TV channel, so it only had kind of a cult following. But it was one of the main reasons Bob Odenkirk got his job as Saul Goodman on Breaking Bad in the first place. Netflix recognized the cult popularity of the show and brought it back for a few episodes in 2015. Everything was going fine. Until this tweet yesterday from David Cross, quote, hey, all Netflix is going to pull this sketch from with Bob and David because the ridiculous, foolish character I play puts on blackface at one point. The point of this was to underscore the uh, underscore the absurdity. Well, here's your last chance to figure it out. Then Bob Odenkirk also chimed in, quote, we considered every choice we made doing our show and always aim to make you laugh and think and never make an easy, obvious or easy point. That very much includes this sketch. Our comedy is always about the human element, never about making a political point. Great. If you click on the video that Cross posted a few minutes later, uh, well, uh, unfortunately, the link was broken and Netflix had already pulled it down. (laughs) Incredible. This is, of course, another piece of the ridiculous reaction in the world of entertainment to the tragic death of George Floyd. We all know unwarranted violence by police when it occurs is a problem, and it did in this case 
We all know racism, whenever it shows its face, is a problem. But is canceling all shows featuring cops a solution to this problem? Is deleting all footage that features blackface a solution to this problem? This is a hard question, so I want you to really use your noodles here. Is blackface really the problem? To answer this question, we have developed a brand new innovation, perhaps the first in all of television. It's a handy dandy guide to the three tiers of blackface. Next to it, we have an easy to understand traffic light that can help you figure out if it's appropriate to use this specific tier of blackface. Tier number one, you are a racist and you are looking to use blackface to mock black people. Traffic light says, oh, it's red. Don't do it. Bad idea. See how easy this is? Tier number two, you just think it would make a cool Halloween costume. Now, traffic light says on this one, also red. Definitely don't do it. But tier number three, you're using blackface to mock racists. You're actually criticizing racism and using comedy as a tool to show how stupid you think racists are. On this one, the traffic light says, also red again. Remember, I led the show saying you should never use blackface. Using blackface is never a good idea and will most certainly get you fired. Unless you run Canada or Virginia, or you're hosting The View, or you're playing Barack Obama on Saturday Night Live, or you're playing Chris Rock on Saturday Night Live, or you're on the cover of Vogue, or you're portraying Carl Malone. By the way, congrats to Jimmy Kimmel for hosting the Emmys. It's not entirely, purely darkening the skin. That's the problem. If it was, then every bodybuilder in America would be off to racism jail. And I should note, those viewers that happen to be bodybuilders, uh, someone else wrote that joke. Come to, come to think of it, Adam Schiff wrote that joke. Take it up with Adam Schiff. The problem isn't blackface itself. The problem is the motivation behind the blackface. If someone gets caught driving, you know, giving a Heil Hitler, uh, he's definitely going to get canceled, right? Well, not if it's Charlie Chaplin and The Great Dictator, one of the most important works of the last century. It's the motivation behind the act that's important. Or if someone gets caught in a Nazi uniform, okay, obviously he's going to get canceled. But what if it's Rafe Fiennes? You know, the guy, he's wearing it for Schindler's List. He's not embracing Nazism, he's trying to fight it. It's the motivation behind the act that's important. Fines wore a Nazi uniform to tell a story in one of the most powerful movies in American history. In fact, we've had dozens and dozens of shows and movies, some of them comedies like The Producers, Hogan's Heroes, Look Who's Back, and even Mr. Show, where dozens of people dressed up as Hitler. Are we not adult enough to understand what is going on? In fact, Sarah Silverman has lost jobs because of her use of blackface, but I've never heard one word of criticism for this. So my understanding is you want to clear the air because you think you're being unfavorably compared to Donald Trump. Don't get me wrong, Conan. I agree with a lot he says. A lot. Like 90% of what he says. I'm like, this guy gets it. Okay. There's Sarah Silverman as Hitler the guy who killed millions of Jews and no one bats an eye. It's the motivation that's important, not the act. Especially when the motivation is bashing Donald Trump, that it's completely acceptable. Or how about burning the flag? Ugh. Doesn't it just give you a bit of anger just watching a flag burn? I hate it. 
If we caught someone burning the flag, well, in Hollywood, you'd probably get a raise. But us conservatives, at least, would probably want to cancel them, right? That would be our thing. But when you zoom back a little and you learn that this flag is being burned as part of a military flag retirement ceremony, then you realize it's not it's you know, it's not the same thing. It's the motivation that's important, not the act. Howard Stern used blackface to mock Ted Danson for his ridiculous blackface routine. Sarah Silverman used blackface to mock racism. And Bob Odenkirk and David Cross consistently mocked racism throughout both of their series. In fact, unlike Netflix, we have the balls to actually show you the relevant part of the sketch in question. The scene starts essentially as a parody of libertarian YouTubers who are constantly trying to catch the police in some sort of unconstitutional act. Hello, sir. Can you roll down your window, please? Sir, I want to tell you that I'm a legal citizen of the United States and a constitutionalist and um, do inform you that uh, you're being taped right now. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Well, uh, roll your window down, please. I'm only required by state law to roll down my window just enough to facilitate conversation and passage of documents. Um, According to the California state law, you only need to roll down your window two inches to facilitate conversation and passage of documents. Am I being accused of a crime officer? You are not. Can Can I see your documents, please? Can you see your documents now? Why am I being detained, officer? You have a legal right to know why you were being detained. No, no, just a routine sobriety check. I was going to wave you through, actually, but then I saw you weaving in the lane and uh, thought you might be fiddling with your, your cell phone. Okay, here's my uh, license and registration. This is all I'm required by law to show you. Sure. Yep. <laughs> now, you'll notice how nice the cops are when portrayed, uh, you know, when the right was the one seen as antagonizing the cops instead of the left-wing protesters. The cops are just so nice and and, and understanding. But that's another point for another day, I suppose. The YouTuber continues to go through the checkpoint over and over again, consistently escalating things and looking to be harassed so that he can catch it on video. But he just can't get abused. So what does he do? He puts on blackface and tries again. And the super nice African-American police officer gets some help from, uh, guess who? All right. Okay, what the f***? Hello, brother. How can I be of service to you today? Jerry, is this the guy that's been f***ing you around? Yeah. Good afternoon, sir. We got a job to do here. Okay, officer, I'm fully cooperating. Yeah, I'm cooperating with you. Oh, yeah. oh, right, the car, sir. Oh, oh, if you could just step oh, out. Yeah, let's get this undone. Oh, wait, yeah, that feel wait, good? Come on. Wait, get on. Okay, finally, here we go. Oh, God, it stinks. Okay, officer, I am taping this interaction. Okay? Oh, Jesus! Oh, it's okay to swear. You have a legal right to swear. Oh, fuck. Is this taping going all right? Yeah! Oh, hey. Whoa. It is in your right to vomit. It's completely okay. Sir? And you do not have to control your bowels. That's the Mendez that's plus. Could you keep it down a little? We'll turn it. Trying to clear the traffic out there. Oh, for God's sake. Watch your boots. Yeah. Uh, this is Gilman Dartrey. We're Know Your Rights video thing. That's a wrap. Okay. So there you go. And it is the Menendez Clause. Remember that. You do not have to control your bowels in a police interaction. That's it, though. That's the controversial part of the video where he's in blackface and Netflix actually felt the need to delete it. Not only is blackface not being used to be racist, it is literally used to make the point 
that black people get treated much worse than white people by police. A fair interpretation of that part of the sketch is it's basically making the same exact point that every Black Lives Matter protester is making. It's an over-the-top vision of a white cop at his first opportunity beating up a black dude and pepper spraying him for no reason on video. In a sane world, Netflix would be criticized by Black Lives Matter for pulling the clip down. Are we adults or are we children? Do you want a world where any sort of entertainment or art that is edgy or controversial at all is pulled from the shelves? Because if you want that world, you can have that world. It's right here at our fingertips. That that world is dumb. That world is boring. That world sucks. Now, with all of that being said, no matter what your point is, do not use blackface to make it. Your children need an inheritance. Look, stopping blackface is not going to cure racism. We know that's true because basically zero people currently use blackface and we are constantly told that we are currently the most racist nation in history. But if we stop our artists from ridiculing racism, we're going backwards. Making people feel stupid for being racist is a great weapon in the war on racism and it's one of the most effective. Of course, black lives matter. Of course, all lives matter too. And of course, as David Cross has previously illustrated, blue, live ma- blue, blue, <laughs> blue lives matter as well. <laughs> Stupid picture every single time. All that being said, we should put this together in one little place. Do not use blackface under any circumstances. We already have 20 million people out of work. We don't need any more. I don't want to say the color here, but Black Rifle Coffee is a great coffee company. It's true. Black Rifle Coffee. I, I have to tell you, that's the name of their company. Please don't get mad at me. It's, I didn't make up the name of the company. I can tell you that they're a veteran-owned and operated premium small batch roast-to-order coffee company for people who love America. I can tell you that. I can tell you every time I used to go into my microwave, there would be a coffee cup for my wife who started her coffee at the beginning of the day and was not that all, all that interested in it. And it got cold, and then she put it back in the microwave, heated it back up, and forgot about it in the microwave. Um, and like 5 o'clock at night, it's still there. That doesn't happen with Black Rifle Coffee because she loves it. She wants to drink it every single day. She finishes the cup. All Black Rifle Coffee Company blends are available in whole bean and ground uh, varieties. They also have uh, many roasts for available for purchase and single serve coffee rounds, which is the you know the most convenient way, of course. But uh, however you want to make your coffee, they can do it for you. The best way to enjoy this great cup of coffee is with the Black Rifle Coffee Club. Why be bothered going back to the website over and over and ordering? Let them just ship it to you. Let them ship it to your house. Let them ship it to your office. Let them ship it to, to your dad, right? That's coming up soon. Uh, get them a nice little subscription to uh, Father, for Father's Day to Black Rifle Coffee Club. It's a great idea. BlackRifleCoffeeClub.com slash stew. BlackRifleCoffee.com slash stew. Enter the dis- discount code stew to receive 20% off your first order of any coffee product. Uh, co- code is stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Plus, you'll get 20% off at blackriflecoffee.com slash stew. The more footage I see of the insanity happening in Seattle or in the Seattle area, not the United States, but in the Seattle area, I'm more convinced that the entire country should just take the next couple days off and we can just read Lord of the Flies. 
if you haven't read Lord of the Flies, spoiler alert, it's the one where anarchy doesn't work out so well and trigger warning, everybody eats the fat kid. Kind of the story. For most of us, the anarchy in the autonomous zone is baffling and strange. So I knew we had to get a guest who's actually seen that world from the inside. Someone who has been embedded. Who better than the host of Blaze TV's Slightly Offensive? It's Elijah Schaefer. Elijah, you went to Chaz. Or Chop, whatever it's No, called. it's okay. So... Let's talk about yes. that first. Yeah. What is this place called? I don't right? know. Well, okay, so there are the hippies that hang out during the day, the real hippies. And by the way, Daily Caller was there and they mm -hmm. were going, the first time there, guys from DC going, dude, when we thought of hipsters, it's like East Coast hipsters, they're wearing $500 like Gucci loafers. The hipsters here, we thought they were homeless, but then they walk into $4,000 apartments. Mm -hmm. You know, so you got the real, these are real hipsters. Sure, there. okay. Smoking pot during the day. Uh, uh, one guy handed me a, ha like a bunch of magic mushrooms when I walked in. <laughs> Those people call it Chaz. Those are the autonomous zone, Capitol Hill autonomous zone. And Capitol Hill is the region. But right. the CHOP is the Occupy protest. That's the BLM people, which shows you the real tensions. There's a big tension between the white population and the black population of the newest country in North America. <laughs> it is really, I mean, it's really interesting to watch your adventures. You were here last week on the show. You did News and Why It Matters. Then you're off on a plane to Seattle. I assume you didn't land in Chaz. I assume you landed in Seattle. They don't to, have an airport don't yet. Have an airport yet. It's coming. It's too many tents. Yeah, <laughs> too many tents. You actually walk in there. What's it like? like give me an, an actual idea of what it feels like. Uh, have you ever seen videos of Burning Man at night? Yes. And you just kind of like, you go, I kind of want to be there because it seems cool. But I also feel kind of scared for the people that I'm watching there right now. <laughs> right, that's, yes. <laughs> that's how I felt walking in. Actually, there's like, it, it really is a dichotomy between the two uh, groups there. Like this, this real difference. There's a lot of, there's a day Chaz and a night Chaz. Mm. Kind of like... Like there's a there's a sober Elijah and a drunk Elijah. Right. <laughs> I've, I've met both. They're, yeah. they're both fantastic. So it's like there's there's two there's two of them, right? Yeah. There's two different people, and during the day it's like a carnival that's been taken over by by really. Uh, you know, the people, like companies like Domino's, which is the official pizza of Chaz, um, or <laughs> Ben and Jerry's, that's ah. always given out uh, samples of ice cream. And so, you know, I mean, it's very communist uh, during the day like that. And, and so the daytime, is it the, this is when they keep uh, explaining this as like, it's like a music festival. They keep saying things like that. And I don't know whether to trust the mainstream media when they say those things. There's obviously a lot of really dark things that are going on, particularly at night. And we'll get into that in a second. But is the daytime feel actually not all that crazy? Well, it's like a music festival, but there's crime and and like my Uber driver, they pulled uh, at the gates, they pulled guns at him and pointed him to his head uh, for waiting at the border. So it's like it's like a music festival. But people pull guns on you for picking up your ride. OK, your that's, Uber. that's like, you know what I'm saying. Like, yes, yeah, so it doesn't sound like a fun music festival. <laughs> it's, it's not a, it's not fun. And during the day, too, it's like there was kids there. But then there was also a streaker running through. I call him the mayor of Chaz. OK. And uh, he was running through and I asked him, sir, why are you naked? Oh, that was you who asked him that? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he goes, sir. I, I, I thought I, last night I, I nominated him to be the VP for Raz for Chaz's campaign 2020. So I'm you've like, seen the clip. I've seen the clip. It's fantastic. See, all my, all my clips always go around. Even somebody told me, you got someone was me, you got to see this clip of this guy called this Jew and Nazi sympathizer, and I go, dude, that, I filmed that. That was who else is there? Like that. And, and what's funny is they keep saying at the protest, and there's like some, you know, Fox News trolls in here putting clips up, making us look bad. I go, no. First of all, stop giving Fox so much credit. They're not. They're, they're not making <laughs> no. you look bad. They're just airing your clips. Yeah, I was like, they're airing my clips. Mm -hmm. Blaze TV is there, not making you look bad. 
just revealing how bad you look. <laughs> right, that's a totally different thing. I don't think they understand that. Um, so, okay, so that's daytime. I yes, mean, you know, naked people going down the street, occasional guns being pulled on people, legitimately no police inside, right? With the exception of every once in a while I see a clip of someone, they come in and they're doing things like talking to the protesters, or today it seemed like they were putting like wood around some of the structures so it was okay to paint them, which I thought was a really bizarre approach for police officers to be doing these things, or, or uh, Department of Transportation people to be doing these things um is it really like there's no police they don't walk across the border it really does feel like you're anything can happen yeah it, it feels like you're passing off hostages because a man uh a man overdosed in the field uh and like completely od'd like a hundred percent and you know for, for being so much about keeping first responders accountable, mm. their first responders, you're not allowed to film them. So the first responders of the United States, the police fire, you always should film them, right? They say film, keep them accountable. Right. But they they get mad. Do not film us. <laughs> Do not film medics. It's like, what certifications do you have? Apparently you don't need certifications, just a little red tape on your arm and a little bit of gauze. So their medics start trying to take care of a guy who OD'd. Poor guy just needs like Narcan probably or something. Mm. And um, the fire department, Seattle Fire, which they still use American tax resources to extradite our citizens out, but they get them like on a gurney and they won't enter and they won't enter through the border. So they have to get the man out and there's a transfer of victim into the United States, extraditing them out of, of the country. Yeah. And it literally like the Seattle Fire stops. But why are they stopped? Because like it is a music festival, except it's being guarded by people with with guns, which, by the way, I want to say this as a right winger. I defend people's like people always talk about, oh, they have guns there. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Americans no have gun and also I defend the autonomous zone because I don't I don't think the autonomous people are evil I think it's the local government that's an idiot because it's like you know remember when they remember when they always they attacked the right-wing group that took the, I think it was an organ right was that yeah organ? yeah the Bundy yeah, it's like, oh this is yeah, this yeah. is a crime this is a terrorist act I defended that too I go that's not a terrorist act I don't think Capitol Hill is a terrorist act I think Americans causing an insurrection is in their blood I think the government pretending that far-left extremism is tolerable while right-wing extremism is intolerable is a contradictory way to govern. Yeah. And I think, that, I think that the reason why I'm mad is because they said, we're not going to allow insurrections, we don't allow extremism, but they allow it if you have the right politics. That's what I'm upset about. So I'm not mad at the people, mm -hmm. because really, right-wingers do the same thing. And I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, I think this is you know, a bunch of BS, but, but I'm, I, I just think it's weird that as long as you fall hard left, you can completely, you know, you can take over a government area, basically. Well, and part of the thing that I think that complicates all of this is that they didn't take it, we gave it to them. I mean, not we, but Seattle just was like, yeah, here goes all the barricades. You guys go in and they just took the barricades and, and, and stayed inside. It, it doesn't seem like it was one of those things that they like violently overthrew this area. The police just left and they just walked the in. The police chief didn't want to. She no, said. No, I know. She That's didn't a crushing want to. That's crushing. She was made to. Yeah. But what's really weird is I was just up in, I was back up in Washington a few months ago at their big uh, anti-lockdown protest mm -hmm. and the police were preventing people from using the porta potty that they had brought because of the coronavirus. So just a couple months ago, remember fishing is banned there. You can't go fishing in Washington. So what makes me so weird about abandoning the precinct is why would they allow such a mass gathering of people when they do, it's still illegal to fish? <laughs> I can't answer that question. I cannot. We you should can ask poop the mayor. on a field. Yeah, you, oh, you can. I saw a lot of poop there. You know, it seems like it's uh, they 
we all complain about, and, and, I, and not, I don't at least, but I mean, a lot of people complain about the society we have and it's we're sellouts culture and too many chain stores and all these typical things, these typical complaints about capitalism. When it goes away, man, life sucks. You look at this place and it's like they're even they're saying like, oh, well, this is great. We don't need police. Well, look at around you. Half the stuff's on fire. <laughs> graffiti is everywhere. Oh, there's not a single. It's on the, they, they graffiti the AstroTurf. On the field. It's, it's probably like a $5 million field, like new, new installation. And they, they graffiti it. And here's what's even crazier is to watch the disinformation. Um, I had a friend who was really badly attacked at night. Um, and they, they said they were going to, I brought this up. It's completely unraveling. It's coming out. He's doing a lot of news hits. I'm helping him. He's, gro- he's growing from this because he's a nonpartisan journalist. He's mm-hmm. not right wing. He's not left wing. He's so nonpartisan that his website has a bias meter that lets you know if the journalists swing a certain way in their political opinion. Uh-huh. So this is the exact opposite of a, someone with you know sure. biased intentions filming in there they attacked him said if you don't give me your your camera and your phone that i'm gonna beat the shit out of you and take it from you this is one of raz simone's crew the warlord there um i call him warlord it's like a guy who drives a tesla that owns a gun it's like you know it's like come on but um they punched him in the head they chased him out the police had to get involved and while they they, at one point when they were dragging him they said they were taking him to the interrogation tent Talk about a police state and the development of something that really powers a vacuum. And when you remove the power systems, you have this power vacuum. So now you have an American citizen being forced by somebody else to go to an interrogation tent. That's what starts to make me mad. It's not the, you know, people occupying a park and smoking pot and playing music that makes me mad. It's the fact that there are genuine crimes happening. And when you see the Daily Beast write something like, oh, and the businesses are on board in the area passing out granola bars. I go, dude. They're not on board, they're boarded up. There's a huge difference. The point of a business is to earn revenue and provide a product or a service to make that revenue to people. And when you can't open, you can't do that. And I don't know any business that's like, oh, cool, we can't operate for a few months. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's pass out granola bars. They're yeah. not passing them out. They're passing them out so they don't break into their businesses. Right, right, right. I, I want to ask you more about this. Um, let's break this into two pieces here. We did, did the day. Let's do the night here in a second. We'll be back with more from Elijah Schaefer here in, in just a moment. We're back with host of Blaze TV's Slightly Offensive, Elijah Schaefer, back from an international trip to the country of Chaz or Chop or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you told us about the daytime, which seems a little gross to me, but not, you know, not like uh, the, the, the hell hole um, that I've seen in some of these videos. Night, we get a different vision of Chaz. Yeah, so night, uh, the key thing to know is during the day, it's mostly run by Antifa and the John Brown Gun Club, uh, which if people don't know, that's the armed branch of uh, Antifa. Mm. They uh, are famous for actually uh, attacking one of their members, the ICE facility with the firebomb. Do you yes, know that? Yes, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. them. And okay. people say that he's not related to them, but I'll let you know they pass out his manifesto at rallies and stuff. So they're so not related that they <laughs> spread his influence for his terrorist attack. Right. So, you know. So pretty related is yeah. what you're saying. It's like when Muslims pass out the Bible, you know, because they, they hate, <laughs> right. they oh, really yeah. want to promote the Bible. Happens all the time. Uh, and, uh, and they are small little white people. And the nighttime is more run by this Raz Simone and their crew and definitely the darkness brings on a weird sense and what I noticed is is that every business in the area everybody in the windows has things up saying say their names don't gas us uh, LGBTQ flags uh, Black Lives Matter flags and what I realized is that the businesses that didn't were like boarded up and had their windows broken and so there's a sense of like the 10th 
plague in, in the Bible and in, in the story, mm -hmm. right, where the angel of death was going to come over and they were commanded to put the blood on the doorpost right, so right, the right. angel of death would pass over. There's this compliance that people are afraid of getting broken into. So they try to plaster on their windows like, we're with you, we're with you. Right. Um, Everything they can. This has happened, you know, in Minneapolis when people were trying to say, this is a minority owned business. They try everything they could to try to stop people from destroying. burning it down. Right. Didn't always work. But it was at least it was the attempt that I think anybody would try. Right. But there are there are fights. There are p struggles. Uh, I think that there's no accountability whatsoever in 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 the place. I mean, there journalists are being attacked. Uh, people pull guns out on people. It's a bit scary. But most importantly, like I, they have said that the gospel's not welcome there. You're not. They don't want open air preachers. So mm -hmm. there's no freedom of religion. First Amendment issues right there. Um, with the idea of, of carrying weapons, they're selected on who you know who has the weapons. I'm sure you don't get can't just walk in with a gun. I can't. Um, plus, on top of that, they have they have select ideologies that are allowed to be present, and they say it's a free summer of love. The mayor said it's a summer of love until you step out of line. So any type of America flag support, Amer like any type of sign that you live in America, if you display that or express your love for this country. That's why we call it another country. Mm -hmm. And especially at night, if you do that, I'm afraid from what I've seen and I've just from the police reports, you know, rapes and violent and crime and robberies are up three times. Calls are in the area uh, up three. They're up 300 percent. So, you know, that can speak to you enough of what's happening at night because it's a summer of love during the day. But it's, you know, a summer of hell at night, really. Um, we've seen a lot of the videos. I'm sure you've taken a bunch of them. We've seen there's a few people down there trying to do this, which is really hard work. I mean, I've told you about all this. my friends. We're all together. Yeah, I know it's, it's cool. Yeah. And even though you don't, you're not all working for the same company, you're all out there trying to document this. And if you weren't there, we wouldn't see any of it because the only thing you see on MSNBC are, you know, these nice, the, the, the nicest part of it and, and the, the, the summer of love vibe until one of the people walking by hears them say something and they walk up to the camera and do something else. Um, at night, though, we've seen the fights. We've seen lots of fires. It seems like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a really uh, dark, dark uh, vision of what our future could look like. Is it is it really scary? Is it mostly night? You know, mostly fine, except for the, the videos. Are they just leaking us the stuff that's really bad? What's your overall vision of it? I think that if you looked at certain parts of the place, it could look fun for a short time. Mm -hmm. But there's no leadership. It is anarchy. There is no accountability. And it is a scary future because because there's no accountability. And there's no respect for the Constitution. There's no ability to know what's right and wrong. And there's no ability to know who's in power or not. So you're at, you're basically at the, the hand of however the day and the feelings of people go, mm -hmm. which is a scary place to be. For someone to say, I can pull you into an interrogation tent when they can't, but they can by force because, and there's no one to, to stop them, yep. right? I mean, people commit crimes all the time, mm -hmm. but that's why we have law enforcement and whatever to stop them. But the fact the police won't come, I think it's very scary. And I also believe that it's, it's not just pro left wing. It's anti-American. Yeah. It's so, so that's, what's weird. It's like an, it's like a little bit of, it's not just like an insurrection for America, like taking over a building in Oregon because they love the country. This is a, we hate the country. And so once you come here, we're going to live like we're not there because we hate it. And that makes me scared because these people do not have a value for personal property. And you know, the next step is life. Uh, have you, do you get a sense of like, I'm, I'm in chats. I'm just walking around at night. I get beat up. I've seen this happen, you know, 20 times on videos. People, they take the phones, they smash the phones into the ground. Uh, you know, they, they, they hold people down on the ground against their will. All of these things that are obvious crimes, right? Like these are crimes in the United States of America. 
if if I if that happens to me and I walk outside and I find a police officer and I say, this just happened to me right over there. They don't do anything. There's no investigation. They don't walk inside no. and question the no, person. Called. They don't they don't come answer calls. We, we have contacts in Seattle PD. They don't enter. And they told me that they're very frustrated. Before I talk smack on the Seattle P- PD. Oh, yeah. I are, don't blame the police. They are, they're genuinely frustrated. They said they want to retake the, the precinct. They're just not allowed to. Yeah. And so the police are not being allowed to do their jobs. And you know who's working with them? I was reading on, on, a, on a few different major mainstream media outlets. This is a new phrase they're using. So they're calling tear gas and pepper spray. We used to call them non-lethal weapons because mm-hmm. they're, how do you have what they're calling them now less lethal weapons? It's like, do people partly die from tear gas? <laughs> and so there's this new way where they're trying to make yeah. uh, riot control. And, and I and I don't know how much, do I have a minute? Do I have yeah, a yeah, less? Yeah, go ahead, Tim. This is a really interesting point. Someone from Seattle PD uh, and to let me know, a veteran of, of the force said, you know, they're actually causing causing what they hate in the police department because the Seattle from one source said that they're 5,000 officers short. I heard one source in Dallas tell me they're about 3,000 officers short. If I'm wrong, people can correct my numbers. But he told me, he goes, well, now that people don't want to join anymore and they don't have power, the only way they can get new officers is recruiting straight out of the military. And we're going to have to recruit young people straight out of the military who just need the money and need to find a position. So when you're against the militarization of the, of the police force, and now all you're going to be able to get is people who have been in there for four years. Police Academy is what, six months to a year. As a human being, you don't go on instincts based off what you were trained recently. It's off of what you know the longest. Right, right. So now you're going to have more and more military guys that are young that don't have discretion in life joining them. Not that it's anything against that. And so now you're going to create a smaller, more militarized force of people who also, because they can't use certain forces, are going to feel more threatened of their life. And you're going to have almost a backfiring of what they want to acquire. They want to defund the police. In the end, they're going to make the police more extreme. Mm. It does not seem like it was well planned out, I will say that. Um, (laughs) It wasn't planned at all. No, not at all. Um, uh, This is one (laughs) that I'm I'm struggling with a little bit as I watch this go on. My instinct, what I want to do, is look at this and just make fun of it. It's this ridiculous, (laughs) nonsensical, half-baked pseudo-country run by a bunch of weirdos and morons um, and some dangerous people. But overall, it just I want to laugh. The life has sucked for a few months. I want to enjoy this. I like, frankly, it's a refugee I, camp. Yes, exactly. It's, it's like, like the UN refugee. They, they fly the UN flag there. Do they really? Yeah, they fly the Antifa flag at one of the borders, yeah. and the other side they fly the UN flag because they consider themselves like sovereign nation. I, I, just, I, I, I like those stories. Like the people who like you know Sealand, who like they go off of the coast of Great Britain and just like find a a a, 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 a platform, an oil platform, and they just like take it over and call it a country. I like stories like that. Yeah. Entertaining. That's part of me. The other part of me though looks at this and says. There is a real ideology behind this. There are really dangerous people. We've seen what they've done to people like Andy No, yourself over the years, uh, violent people. There is an element there that is serious. And they might, you know, look, it might not be massive millions of people type of numbers, but Antifa is a really serious organization that's trying to do really bad things to this country. They have way too many supporters, way too many friends in the media. And... The fact that they're able to overthrow uh, uh, police precincts is only going to embolden them going forward. Which one should win here? Should I be making fun of this or should I be taking it well, seriously? Well, you know, and I think I mentioned this last time. I, I really think also giving Antifa too much of the credit is not good because BLM is also yeah. an enemy organization they're as similar, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. not, not black people, but the organization, which yeah. is actually funding white people, which people don't realize, is actually funding the white Democrats primarily. Yes, uh, and also they have a very similar manifesto as Antifa does. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, so it's, it's the same, same idea. Things. It's just one 
targets disenfranchised white people and the other one targets disenfranchised yes. black people. Um, it's just that black block is a le lot less compelling to the general population than black skin uh, in terms of your appeal. And and when I look at these people, no, it is it is emboldening. I, I was telling Andy, you know this, we really agreed. I go, it's crazy because you know you have to show these people their, their behavior isn't tolerated early on by giving them lengthy sentences, by, you know, you set a building on fire, you're going to prison for 10 yes. years. You're not getting I would out. Be. You would yeah, be. exactly. You're not getting out. You just you just walked up to a stranger and hit him in the head with a skateboard. That's a dead, assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah. You're going to jail for at least a year, and unless they want to drop charges, but you have to. You know, you're going to be booked for a month in county jail at the very least mm -hmm. for you know until we until we process you. No, they're getting out the next day, and mostly they're not even getting arrested. And the emboldening of crime. The emboldening of evil in the country is what really you have to be afraid of is a lot of these extremist groups, not the individuals, are testing how much they can get away with. And the fact that now the they, they want, they're trying to push Trump to declare martial law, I believe, so that they can have bad PR, especially with China and different countries where Trump is deploying the military on its own citizens. Um, and it, it's bad PR. It really is bad PR. And it creates, I know there's some groups in Europe that are interested in that too. Uh, and China's behind some of it because China has in a real bad position with COVID and they need to get tr a trade back open with the EU. And so if they can show human rights violations in the United States, that they can go back for bidding for companies and trade. It's a bigger picture. I, I mean, I don't want to get too conspiratorial, but it's a bigger picture beyond just American groups. There's foreign intervention. We saw that with Twitter. I'll end with that. I mean, 150 more accounts were used to, to meddle in the election that were Chinese-based than were Russian-based, yet we don't hear about it. No, we don't. Uh, all right, you can hear about more about this on Elijah Schaefer's show, of course, called Slightly Offensive, right here on Blaze TV. And by the way, uh, you can uh, go watch Blaze TV, uh, Elijah's show, this show, all the other shows that we have at blazetv.com slash stew. Use the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show, even if you're walking, watching Elijah's all the time. They're going to know you like this show, too. That's great. Uh, we'll also take 10 bucks <laughs> off the price. Uh, Elijah, thanks so much for coming on the program. Thank you. All right, back in a second. How often do you find yourself mentally wandering off at work? Um, I mean, me all the time in the middle of the show. I don't even know what I was talking to Elijah about 10 seconds ago. How about that all too common afternoon crash after, uh, you know, you go through maybe you're chugging the coffees or the sodas doesn't fix it. I love what I do, but, make, you know, you've got the morning show. You got this uh, thing going on. You've got never ending meetings and marriage and kids. It's all exhausting for everybody. Um, I don't want to load up on coffee. Uh, I don't want to load up on the, all the energy drinks. You don't want to do that. I love Dawn to Dusk. Dawn to Dusk, I've been ha I've used it for a while now. Uh, Dawn to Dusk is a physician-formulated extended-release energy supplement, which lasts up to 10 hours and increases energy, plus it improves your mood and stimulates your brain, all with no jitters. You get nice and focused, safe, effective, and a lot less expensive than, you know, crazy drinks or... The, whatever the triple espresso mocha latte thing that you have. It's like $58 at Starbucks. Skip that. Right now, save 15% uh, off of one month supply with my offer code STU at mydawntodusk.com. That's mydawntodusk.com. Subscribe and save every month on your order. We're uh, all getting pulled in 15 different directions. Take it on with Dawn to Dusk, mydawntodusk.com. The code is STU. Make sure to use the co code STU because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Plus, you get all the uh, benefits of Dawn to Dusk. MyDawnToDusk.com. So I was on the web uh, at AndrewCuomoIsAwful.com, and I saw... Th Wait. Okay. Uh, we have a bit of uh, breaking news here. It looks like we have further confirmation. Uh, I mean, we were all but certain of this, but now we have 1,000% confirmation. Andrew Cuomo still sucks. 
He really sucks. His latest douche nozzle maneuver was to threaten his subjects who had the sheer audacity to have a party out on the streets of New York City. Now, now they were outside, many wearing masks. But Andrew Cuomo isn't about to let this kind of reckless behavior happen on his watch. No, no. Don't make me come down there. He, oh, gosh, he is so irritating. Now, sure, protests have been going on for almost three weeks now. But this little gathering is the one that's dangerous. Hypocrisy aside, I want to know exactly what you're going to do down there, gov. You're going to yell at them? You're going to I, I give them a stern talking to? You're going to force them into nursing homes? I mean, they're outside. A lot of them are wearing masks. You've crushed the curve, you like to say. People have seen the blatant hypocrisy on mass gatherings thanks to, all, thanks to all the protests. So by all means, Andy, go on. Go ahead. Go down there. I'd like to see it. I, for one, would love to see how that goes. Uh, the douche king himself also claimed there were 25,000 complaints. Remember, he told people to snitch on social distance violators. This astounds me, if that's true. I mean, I, what... Would anyone actually bother to snitch like this? I guess people have seen the hypocrisy of the protests and decided not to be locked up at home anymore. I mean, he said, you're violating the law, right? And this is a very serious situation. And I want to make sure everybody knows the consequences here. Bar or restaurant that is violating these rules can lose their liquor license. Oh, Mr. Tough Guy, Andy Cuomo. Ah, he'll pull your license. Remember that. But has the douche king used the same tough rhetoric with the protesters? You'll notice a a slight difference in tone here. We've seen protests. We've seen the demonstrations. The people of this nation have made their voice heard. They are outraged after Mr. Floyd's murder. The formula that works is demonstration. Protests. Make your case. Then make change. Legislate. Institutionalize the point that you are making. And then reconciliation. So to all the party goers in Manhattan and the Hamptons, I think we see, you know, we see what needs to happen here. Just add a little more outrage to your parties. Stop being so easygoing. Maybe bring a couple signs, throw a couple bricks through a couple windows, and then the benevolent governor will not view you as a threat to the health of all society. But instead, he'll just offer you some handy tips on how to get your message across. Again, I personally hope he goes down there to confront the people fed up with his BS And just having a good time on the streets. Perhaps he'd get the message that they're trying to send a little bit louder. We're done with the lockdown. Be a good little governor. And kindly, as the kids like to abbreviate on social media, STFU. Which I don't know what that means because I'm not a kid. But I think it's something bad. I will say it's amazing too. Cuomo is actually standing by his whole nursing home order. Which is good because I don't want him to run away from it. Because the the media will let him get away with it. He says, uh, what's the choice that I had? He says, quote, So the choice is leave a person in a hospital bed for two weeks until they test negative or send them to a nursing home that can handle it and quarantine them and isolate them. Cuomo said in an interview with Jay Oliver on Long Island News Radio, the nursing home is a better choice for that senior person, especially when you're in a time when you need the hospital beds for people who are going to die without a ventilator. Now, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess the better move was just to stick them in in a place where they could infect a bunch of old people who are most vulnerable. It's probably I can't. Can we think of any other options? I mean, there's thousands of hotels with no one in them. Um, we never really got that close to the whole hospital bed thing. We could have always brought them to other parts of the state. But now I think taking the people with the infection and putting them next to all the other really old people who are most vulnerable, that killed tens of thousands of people, was probably the right move. I can't think of another thing you could have possibly done. Good job. By the way, have I mentioned the website? Andrew Cuomo is awful. 
Com. Look, even if you watch the show every night on YouTube, just go on over, subscribe to the podcast too. Same thing for you podcasters. Go on over and subscribe to the YouTube. You don't even have to watch it there. It just helps us anyway, and we really, really appreciate when you do it. Have some reviews as well that we really appreciate. Uh, the first one, it's great. Whatever. Very humorous, while at the same time delivering great information on serious issues. 83 freaking stars! That's a lot of stars. That's actually more than the five that are required. Uh, another one here, spoons. Five freaking spoons. I don't know if they rate on spoons, but I'm fine with it. Uh, how about this one? Uh, I like uh, th- I like this stupid show. Sarcasm, criticism, and a blatant in-your-face reality. Stu is my captain, obvious. Whatever. Five freaking stars. That's important. And also, five MF and stars MFR. Title must be read in the voice of Sam Jackson. I don't know if you watched the first section of the show. There's certain impressions you just don't do. Okay? Five freaking stars.